Blog Talk Radio.
God, we're grateful. Because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God. Because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength and our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified, that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, O oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord. And we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord. But we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord. Where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, and you're no short of your promise, Lord, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord, that when we leave here today, Lord, huh? we can leave with your anointing, Lord, huh? that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, huh? they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. Huh? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Huh? We thank you because you are a healer. Huh? You're the God that healeth thee, huh? and healing is in your wings, huh? and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. Huh? You're able to save our troubled souls, huh? and in the name of Jesus, huh? bind every demon, Lord, huh? every demonic force, Lord, huh? God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, we're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, we're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord. Uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, more than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, 
while men are trying to find God, solutions to this chaotic world, God. We're looking to you, Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer. And Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our trouble lies, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise.
until I got some things under control. But God blessed me to come out of Alaska with 20 grand. Do y'all hear what I say? I didn't know I needed the money at the time, but he blessed me. And I was able to get a condo. I was able to live on a better side of town, up and down the road. I had the money to put gas in the truck, a number of things. And God blessed me over and over and over again. And the work just wasn't for me to travel because I had come home and been away for so long uh, up in the mountains and the hills and this and that. But he blessed me to do a work on the road, rest stops and different places. We stopped to eat. And Shante was right there, but she just wanted to stay over there. So she come home with me and we took advantage of the work of God and got it done. And I prayed the prayer faith, and he started moving. Yeah, I could see stability coming. It didn't come overnight now. It didn't come overnight. I stayed from hotel to hotel, da-da-da-da-da. But guess what? Stability came. But there was yet work where he stationed me at. There was yet work to be done. See, and let me tell you something. This is when you know, too, you have the spirit of God living in you. You're not so concerned about stuff and things anymore. Uh Uh-uh. The work. This is what you're concerned about, the work of God. When I tell you, you praying and asking him about the work, because he said the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are still few. Pray that the Lord of the harvest would send more laborers. But you're concerned about the labor he called and chose you for. And you know why? You love it. Theon, did you press the number one? Uh, uh, message me and let me know if you press that number one and I'll bring you in. Yeah, it did it yesterday too, by the way. <laughs> But, yeah, you, you're so concerned about what he chose you to do or call you to do until it's like your thoughts is on that. Wonder what the work is. Lord, show me the work. And you know what? The way he did it for me, he just brought it up in me. He just brought it up in me, and I was so excited to do it, and I just did it. Because before I fully come to him, that was not a what? Church. Talking in church. On the streets. No, y'all, y'all got the wrong person. Uh, I need you to look for somebody else because I'm, I'm not hurt. Shy. But once I come into the fullness of God and he filled me with his spirit, I was no longer shy because what I was doing was not unto the people. It was unto him. If they called me to sing, I got up and sang. I couldn't help how it sound. That wasn't my problem. Because I wasn't singing to man. I was singing unto God. And the spirit of the Lord would fall in the building on the people. If we was on the street, the spirit of the Lord would fall. And the people on the street would submit, not to me. 
I didn't even know what my ministry was at the time, but submitted unto God. I didn't go out <clears throat> in the name of a church, a building, or none of that. I went out, <clears throat> excuse me, in the name of Jesus. I remember one time I was in Orlando on Paramore, and I don't forgot the name of the other street, but on the corner. And I went with another ministry. And uh, the sister, Cynthia, I had spent a couple of nights, at, well, one night at her house. And she took me over there to meet these people because she was taking me around because she didn't know me. So she was taking me around to any and everybody she thought had power to see if I was fake or if I was real. Well, we got right down that corner. And I saw the man coming down the street. He was drunk. He was towed up. And he was leaning and rocking. And he was leaning forward and straightening it up and going from side to side. When he got there to me, he looked at me. And uh, I walked over to him. And I could begin to pray. I, I don't think I really ministered. I think I began to pray. And when I began to pray, he hit the ground on his knees. Took his hat off. He had a hat on. And he began to confess, not to me, but to God. When he got through, God got through, he didn't say a, a word to me. I don't even think he said thank you or nothing. He got up and started walking down the sidewalk. When I turned and looked, he walked just as sober as I could. Right there, he got sober. <laughs> yeah. God have a purpose and a plan. I used to go to the homeless shelter and have Bible study. And after night, the church was over it. The church was over it. That was this church. And they were supposed to come in. And I, yeah, I think they did come in. It's been a long time ago, y'all. And when they came in, the deacons come. The pastor didn't come. So I was in charge of that Thursday night service. I never forget it. And one of the deacons, the Lord had me to call him out. And when I walked before him, I began to tell him about a check he was looking for. He had been laid off. And unemployment, he had, you know, filed for un uh, applied for unemployment. And he was looking for that check, but he, it hadn't come yet. And the Lord told me to tell him, when he get back home, the check was in the mail. Because I don't think he had been home for a while that day. When he left, he didn't go back. And wherever he was, he left there, come to the homeless shelter for Bible study. As I'm talking to this man, y'all, he hit the concrete floor on his knees. And he commenced to confessing to God. I'm talking about he was shaking his soul. He was shaking. I, I never touched him. It's like the man that was drunk didn't touch him or none of that. The fire from the words of God that come out of my mouth. Yeah. It slayed him. Yeah. When God spoke, it blessed him. It worked a miracle. Yeah. It wasn't me. I can't take the credit now. You hear me say I, but uh-uh. It wasn't no I. It was all God. One lady called me over uh, to speak, and something she found out about me. I forgot what it was now. 
But she said after that night, uh, she didn't need me to come back. Three-day revival. I said, okay. And I went on. It's been a long time, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm remembering bits and pieces, but I'm giving you the best testimony that I can. And that night, she, God used me. That's what I can tell you. God used me and uh, blessed the people and blessed her too and her church. After church, she called me back to the pulpit and she said, Sister, I got to apologize. I'm sorry. She said, forgive me. Because we both knew that was her flesh talking. Don't, don't, don't know folks in the flesh. Know them in the spirit. Don't, don't get behind a flesh and you, you, you miss your blessing because you're looking at flesh. Find them in the spirit. If you have found them in the spirit before, you'll find them in the spirit again. And walk with them in the spirit, not in the natural. Not in the flesh. There's no good thing in that. You often hear me say that because it's the truth. And too many of us, we we trying to live for God in the flesh. It won't work. Flesh, the carnal and spiritual are at war with each other all the time. They're clashing. The spirit of God wants you to be blessed. The, the, the flesh don't care. The flesh want to be entertained on every hand. Anything that will entertain your flesh, which means makes it feel good, makes you feel good, that's what you want. Because many times the things of the spirit, the things of God, it won't make that flesh feel good. It'll make the flesh cry out. <laughs> It'll make that flesh die. Yes, yes, I'm telling you the truth. Talk with Robin Lynn uh, Maven on yesterday. And then her sharing with me, I got to see some things. Listen, I was I was asking asking God about something, thinking about something, and I wanted to know. But I went on to obey because sometimes when you get caught up in the looking at people, it, it'll distract you from the spirit. Yeah. So I never did get the distraction. I let it go, and Lord, I'm just gonna obey you. Whatever people do, it's up to them. Yeah. They can hear and not listen, or they can listen and not hear and miss their blessing. That's on them. What you bring over and over and over and over, if they miss it because they think they got it, that's up to them. So we was talking yesterday, and I got to see something, which I think I already knew, but I wasn't sure. And she was breaking some stuff down, and I got to see it. I said, okay, this is what it is. Because sometimes it'll make you cry when you see the behavior of people that you know should know better. It'll make you cry. Because you're not sinning against man. You're sinning against God, the God that woke you up, started you on your way. The God that bless you every day. Food on the table, clothes on your back, shoes on your feet. Many of us have transportation, personal, our own personal car or SUV or whatever it is, truck. Some of us have our own personal house to live in. We, we, we shop 
individually for ourselves. Nobody's picking and choosing what we eat. God has made a way. He calls the sun to shine for us. He calls the moon to come out. He keeps the water from the land. So many things he does for us. But we can care less. We prefer to please the flesh than to please Almighty God. Yeah. And many of us, we walk like it's old to us. They use the word here lately, entitled. Yeah, I've been hearing that for a few years. We feel like we're entitled to the blessings of God. We're entitled to death and hell. That's all we're entitled to. Because in sin, our mother conceived us. We came to God filthy and dirty. Yes, we did. Full of sin. Some of us had committed adultery. Some of us had committed adultery and fornication sinning against our own bodies. Some of us was liars, cheaters, thieves, murderers, yeah, rapists, child molesters. We was all kind of stuff. And God cleaned us up and made us better. Delivered us from the demons of whatever had us. The demons of marijuana, the demons of cocaine, the demons of pills. Some of us here recently, fentanyl. He delivered us out of the hands of the devil. Yeah. We, we, we stopped it in our tracks, never to go back to it again, ever. Because he pulled it out for root. God did it, and we can't go back because there's no root to get it restarted. But we treat God like you, you should do this. This is what you're supposed to do for us. I know what his word says and all of his promises concerning us. But we need to fear God and depart from evil. And stop acting like we old by God. He made us for his pleasure. He looked beyond fault, yet need our need. He's on our side in spite of us. And his word says, if he be for us, He's more than the whole world against us. But we should give God, like the lady said on what's love got to do with it, uh, we should show God a little more respect. Fear him. Fearing God is the beginning of wisdom. We're learning something. We're being educated now on the things of God to know that he's the one with all power. There's no higher power. To know he's on our side. He's for us. And one thing we must remember, and I know we trottle right over it and go right on. We belong to him if we obey him. We belong to God. We can say we're the people of God. We're his children. We're followers. We're Christians. We're believers. We're the saints of God. If we're obeying God. But if you're not obeying, you can say it, but it don't mean it's true. And look what kind of God he is. He shine on the just as well as the unjust. A lot of things he do for us. Because if we're in a backslidden state or if we're in a state of, of, of self, flesh, the natural, he will yet bless us shining on the just just like the unjust. 
but we got to give him a little more respect. Hallelujah. We want to walk with him. We want to talk with him. We want to show him that we are his by obedience of his word. If he gave you a gift, begin to use it. You know what gifts you got. Some people can cook. Some people can bake. Some people can sing. Some people can play an instrument. Some people have a gift of explaining things, teaching. Yeah, share, share, share. Some people can make things with their hand, crochet, knit, sew a pillow. Begin to use your talents to bless others. Any talent I have, I use it as a calling card unto the witness of Almighty God. I'm called beautiful a person and gave them away as a calling card. It presented an opportunity for me to talk of his wondrous works and make known his deeds among the people. I can bake a pie. I can bake brownies. I do it and give it away as a calling card, as a witnessing tool that I can use that to witness unto others. got to get up again this morning from sitting down. Listen, the harvest is plenteous today and the labors are few. We ask Father God in the name of Jesus this morning to send more labors into the vineyard. But Father, whatever you chose us for, whatever you called us for, our chosen call, God, we ask this morning, Jehovah, in the name of Jesus, that you would show us and that you would put our hands our feet, our minds and heart at work unto you to do what you called or chose us for, or chosen called us to do in the name of Jesus. Because when I tell you, I know you heard it many times, time is winding up. No, time has wound up. Yeah. If you don't see the signs in the time now, if you don't see the people and, and how things are going, if see Sodom and Gomorrah, if you don't see uh, back in the day of Noah, I don't know what to tell you. All I can say is it's going to rain. It's going to rain. He was telling them that. It had never rained before. They thought he was crazy. Things going to begin to happen that you never saw before. I I saw it too. (laughs) I've seen plenty that I had never saw before. You know, when you've been somewhere for 50 years and things start changing, you're looking crazy. When you've been somewhere for 10 years and start, things start changing, you go to looking strange. What is going on here? This is time is winding up. And totally when you hear of wars and rumors of wars and all this stuff, don't be alarmed. Just know he's on his way back. He's closer to his return. And he is coming back looking for us, the church without spot or wrinkle. He's looking for those of us that seek in him with our whole heart. He's looking for those that have faith in him, believing that he is a rewarder of them that diligently, constantly, always, forever, never stop seeking him. From Facebook. Kevin oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, look, we thank God today. I get that all, all day long. I don't know why that's on, but 
I figure out how to turn it off after a while. But listen, we want to show him more love than we show anybody else, anything else. We want to love him. We want to be on his side for real. We want to be sold out unto Almighty God. He's a promise keeper, way maker. Make us the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. He fixes so no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. We are more than conquerors through him, Christ Jesus, that loves us. Blessed is to speak those things that are not as though they were. I speak it into existence and it's coming. Yeah. I don't even pay no attention to speak it and go on. I just pray and leave it alone. Even if you if you minister to me, I don't write it down. Some people write it down. I don't even write it down. I might write what he showed me in a vision or in a dream. I might write that down and make it plain. But whatever you say God told you to tell me, I don't, I don't write that down. I wait on it to happen. I go on. Many days I don't forget it and it comes. So while you telling me that, I said, Lord, if it's not true, God do it anyway on my behalf. Yeah, God do it. Many people say, oh, you will have an international ministry. Lord, do it. And I go on about my business. Well, people come from all over the world now. Yeah, I would say it's international. <laughs> Jesus in the morning. Freedom was ministry. All of that is unto him. Not unto me, I'm just the overseer he put over to make sure it go the way he wanted to go. But it's not me with the power. He's got all power. He gave us some power, but he's got all power, and I'm depending on all power to move for the sake of his people. They belong to him. He knows the very intent of your heart, what you're thinking. He know what you did last night and what you'll do today. I don't know these things. But we're leaning and depending on him. And we want to bless him. We want to lift him up in the earth so that all men can be drawn. He said if we lift him up, he would draw all men unto him. We want to lift him up as often as we can so somebody can come and be saved. Somebody can come like they did of Pentecost and said, men and brethren, what shall we do to be saved? It was that old Peter, <laughs> old ear-cutting off Peter, that said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of your sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, that's what Peter said, and that's what happened on that day. And I don't know why people don't want to be just straight up lunatic tune for God, just straight up haywire for God. I don't understand. All he has done for us, without his love, we would all not be here. We wouldn't even be here, but he so loved us. When Adam and Eve cut up in the garden, he wasn't through. He put them out of there, and God would do that. If you're not a to listen, I, I put go go on, go on. I'm I, I'm still watching you. I, I still love you. I still care for you. But go on, cause you're not gonna contaminate nothing else over here. 
But even after that, he kept his eye on us. And we were separated. He kept his eyes on us. We were separated. But look what he did. We needed salvation. He gave us Jesus. He brought the word and made it flesh and let it dwell among us, man. Yeah, he did. And we can come to him. We can come to Jesus who would take every petition to the Father. And because he brought it, the Father will approve it. But we should be straight up just looney tune and crazy about God and the things of God. If you if you come to my house and you're not doing what God approved, I should throw you out and be and shout. Close the door and dance before the Lord that I told you out of here because you didn't come in here doing what was pleasing and acceptable under God. When we get real serious, he's gonna get serious. When we love him enough to tell the devil no, just say no. God gonna move in a mighty way for us. But we're too afraid that our flesh won't be pleased and we won't be entertained. This foolishness. No good thing in this flesh. Make it come under subjection. Make it behave. Yeah. I had to learn that too. I had to learn that. Yeah. Coming to God. I just had to say no to that ice cold bug while I was with the chips, the ice in it. Sitting on the porch in the evening. In the cool of the evening, drinking my bug while. Uh-huh. Every day. And look, I wasn't living nothing really unto God, but he spoke. Don't get another one. You're going to be hooked on this. Don't go back at no more. I had sense enough to believe that and, and not go back at another bud wine. I believe if I wanted a bud today, I could drink it. It ain't going to do nothing. I'm not going to drink it every day. If I wanted a glass of wine, I believe I could have a glass of wine and be all right and not drink another glass, not be hooked on it because I'm not going to drink it every day. Yeah. So I didn't want to give up those entertaining things. The weed smoking. My kids never knew. <laughs> yeah. I, I I gave it up because it just wasn't something that just made me happy, if I'm honest. I was born with a natural high. Naturally funny. Naturally, you know, entertain. I can entertain or entertain myself. Yeah, the men, give them up, made the flesh come under subjection. It had to die. All for God, all because of his word. He wanted me and I wanted him. And to have him and to stay with him, he required certain things of me. And if I was going to be his, his child, I had to obey his word. I had to have a prayer life and a Bible study life. I had to show whose side I was really on. And when he saw that I could give these things up, and, and when he saw that I was really for him, up and down the street, wherever I went, I could witness. 
I wasn't ashamed of the gospel because in my studies, Apostle Paul had taught me that the gospel had power to save. That's what saved you, Barbara, because of his word. He sent Jesus. You needed salvation, Barbara, and he sent his son. Hallelujah. So I want to be nuts for him. I, I, I want to be, as they say, not bonkers for him. I just want to love him and show the world I love him. I want to love him and show him I love him. Now, listen, he gave us power, love, and a sound mind. But we just don't run out here and just do any and every old thing. No, 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 no. We want to make sure we led by him in all things. Although I may be crazy over him, but I can't go out here and act crazy. I'm representing him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited right now. Listen, I'm going to this one request, and then when we come back, we're coming back talking about uh, the book of Exodus. And uh, Israel left Egypt. So now what? What's next? Israel left Egypt. The big exit came. They went through trials and tribulation. God had to send stuff to show Pharaoh who had the Jews, all the Jews, who had all the power. And when he said that death, Pharaoh said, get them out of here. The people said, let them go. Rush them away from him. Give them anything they want. Just get them out of here. We don't want no more dying over here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. He's for us today. Are we really for him? Look at your life. Are you really for God? Are you crazy about him? Are you really love him with your whole heart today? Are you really working unto him? What will you give up for him? What would you give up for Almighty God? Uh-huh. I gave eight biologics for children up and went on back for money. Sometimes there are some things he's going to require of you. Do you remember Abraham and Isaac? He was going to sacrifice Isaac. Abraham was going to do it. Because he knew God, and he believed God. But God knew he had wanted that boy for a long time. Boy, he wanted a son. And God promised him, and he gave him Isaac. And then he sent him up to see what he would do for Isaac, what he would do for God. And he was going to sacrifice Isaac, and God let him know, hey, uh, uh, Abraham, put, put the knife down now, put that down. You don't have to do this. Uh, look right there in the thicket, in the bush. There's a ram right there for you. Sacrifice that ram, not your son. Because Abraham, God, his love, his obedience to him. Hallelujah. And God called Abraham friend. Hey, call me friend today. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Oh, that was a beautiful thing. Called him friend. Yeah. 
I believe it was Abraham who said, is there anything too hard for God? Because a lot of things we kind of doing on our own, we need to go to him and ask him, Lord, to teach me how to fall in love with you and your word. Teach me how to obey your word. The Lord, I can do what's pleasing and acceptable unto you. You just talk to him just like that. Not only will he hear it, but he will do it. The quickest way to get the father to move is on spiritual things because he's a spiritual God. His son is a spiritual son. Hallelujah. And they're one. They're one. Oh, what's your name today, Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just happy. I'm just happy unto him. I tell you what, let's take a listen at this this morning. And uh, when we come back, we're coming back with Exodus. In Genesis, Jesus Christ is the seed of the woman. In Exodus, he is the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he is our high priest. In Numbers, he is the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he is the prophet like unto Moses. In Joshua, he is the captain of our salvation. In Judges, he is our judge and lawgiver. In Ruth, he is our kinsman redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, he is our trusted prophet. In Kings and Chronicles, he is our reigning king. In Ezra, he is the rebuilder of the broken down walls of human life. In Esther, he is our Mordecai. In Job, he is our ever-living redeemer. In Psalms, he is our shepherd. In Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, he is our wisdom. In Song of Solomon, he is our loving bridegroom. In Isaiah, he is the Prince of Peace. Jeremiah, he is our righteous branch. In Lamentations, he is our weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he is the wonderful four-faced man. In Daniel, he is the fourth man in life's fiery furnace. In Hosea, he is the faithful husband, forever married to the backslider. In Joel, he is the baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire. In Amos, he's our burden bear. In Obadiah, he's mighty to save. In Jonah, he's our great foreign missionary. In Micah, he's the messenger of beautiful feet. In Nahum, he's the avenger of God's elect. In Habakkuk, he's God's evangelist crying, Revive thy works in the midst of the year. In Zephaniah, he's our savior. In Haggai, he's the restorer of God's lost heritage. In Zechariah, he's the fountain opened up in the house of David for sin and uncleanliness. And in Malachi, he is the son of righteousness, rising with healing in his wings. In Matthew, he is the king of the Jews. In Mark, he is the servant. In Luke, he is the son of man, feeling what you feel. In John, he is the son of God. In Acts, he is the savior of the world. In Romans, he is the righteousness of God. In 1 Corinthians, he is the rock, followed as your In 2 Corinthians, he is the triumphant one, giving victory. In Galatians, he is your liberty. He set you free. In Ephesians, he is the head of the church. In Philippians, he is your joy. In Colossians, he is your completeness. In 1 and 2 Thessalonians, he is your hope. In 1 Timothy, he is your faith. In 2 Timothy, he is your stability. In Philemon, he is your benefactor. In Titus, he is truth. In Hebrews, he is your perfection. In James, he is the power behind your faith. In 1 Peter, he is your example. In 2 Peter, he is your purity. In 1 John, he is your life. In 2 John, he is your pattern. In 3 John, he is your motivation. In Jude, he is the foundation of your faith. 
in Revelation, He is your coming King. He is the first and the last, beginning and the end. He is the keeper of creation and the creator of all. He's the architect of the universe and the manager of all time. He always was, He always is, and He always will be. Unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and never undone. He was bruised and brought healing. He was pierced and He's pain. He was persecuted and brought freedom. He was dead and brought life. He is risen and brings power. He reigns and brings peace. The world can't understand Him. The armies can't defeat Him. Schools can't explain Him, and the leaders can't ignore Him. Hair couldn't kill Him. Pharisees couldn't confuse him, the people couldn't hold him, Nero couldn't crush him, Hitler couldn't silence him, the New Age can't replace him, and Oprah can't explain him away. He is life, love, longevity, and more. He is goodness, kindness, gentleness, and God. He is holy, righteous, mighty, powerful, secure. His ways are right. His word is eternal. His will is unchanging, and his mind is on me. He is my redeemer. He is my savior. He is my guide. He is my peace. He is my joy. He is my comfort. He is my Lord. He rules my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you are to us. And Lord, help us to see it today. Help us to see everything that you are to us. You're our savior. You're the word. Ooh, you're fresh air. You're everything that we need, Lord, and help us to see it today and help us to lift you up and worship you and praise you in spirit and in truth. Father, I ask it today in the name of Jesus. Time has wound up and time out for playing church and thinking that we're something that we're not and we're being tricked. And Lord, hell will become our home if we don't get it right with you. So help us today. We're calling upon your name. Every habit that needs to be broken, God, we ask that you would do it this morning. Everything about us is not about you. We ask that you would remove it. In the name of Jesus, give us clarity in our mind of true love for you today. And God, help us to fall in love. Help us to love you. Help us to praise you again and worship you in spirit and in truth. Help us most of all, Father, to obey you at any cost. Strengthen us in these areas to do these things unto you, for you're more than, you're more than worthy. In the name of Jesus, we ask this morning, amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Do it for us, God. We want to be clear with you. We want to be right with you. We want to love you. Ah, yeah, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I'm going to read Exodus 13 because they done come out of Egypt, up through the Red Sea. God done drowned Pharaoh and his army. (laughs) Hallelujah. And the children are headed on into the wilderness. So we're going to read Exodus 13, and then uh, Pastor Terry K. Anderson is going to bring the message of wisdom, <clears throat> wisdom of the wilderness. Hallelujah. Let's read this and get on with the word. I want to hear it this morning. Hallelujah. Exodus 13, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Sanctify unto me all the firstborn, whatsoever openeth the womb among 
the children of Israel, both a man and a beast. Y'all, I didn't open my up when I got to get this one going. All right, so now let's get it to the basic Bible. Well, yeah, the basic English Bible. All right, so. And the Lord said to Moses, let the first male child of every mother among the children of Israel be kept holy for me. Even the first male birth among man or beast, for it is mine. That, now, these are instructions. These are instructions in verse 2. And Moses said to the people, let this day on which you came out of Egypt, out of your prison house, be kept forever in memory. But by the strength of his hand, the Lord has taken you out from this place. Let no living bread be used. On this day in the month of Abib, you are going out. And it will be that when the Lord takes you into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, the land which he made an oath to your father that he would give, that he would give you a land flowing with milk and honey, you would do this act of worship in this month. For the seven days, uh, let your food be unleavened cakes, and on the seventh day there is to be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened cakes are to be your food through all the seven days. Let no leavened bread be seen among you or any leaven in any part of your land. And you will say to your son, and it is the cause of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. And this will be for a sign to you on your hand and for a mark on your brow, so that the law of the Lord may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand, the Lord took you out of Egypt. So let this order be kept at the right time from year to year. And when the Lord takes you into the land of Canaan, as he made his oath to you and to your fathers and gives it to you, you are to put on one side for the Lord, every mother's first male child, the first fruit of her body, and the first young one of every beast. Every male is holy to the Lord. And for the young of an ass, you may give, may give, wait, y'all, y'all forgive me. And for the young of an ass, you may give a lamb in payment, or if you will not make payment for it, its neck is to be broken. But for all the first sons among your children, let payment be made. And when your son says to you in time to come, what is the reason for this? Say to him, by the strength of his hand, the Lord took us out of Egypt, out of the prison house. Pharaoh made his heart hard and would not let us go. The Lord sent death on all the first sons in Egypt, a man and a beast. And so every first male who comes to birth is offered to the Lord. But for all the first of my sons, I give a price. And this will be for a sign on your hand. And for a mark on your brow, for by the strength of his hand, the Lord took us out of Egypt. Verse 17 of chapter 13. 
Now, after Pharaoh had let the people go, God did not take them through the land of the Philistines, though they were near. But God said, if the people see war, they may have to change. They may have a change of heart and go back to Egypt. But God took the people round by the wasteland near the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in fighting order out of the land of Egypt. Now, you see what he had to do? Because God know us. He know people. Yeah, they had a faint of heart and went back to Egypt. Because many times we don't have the faith. We don't have the courage. We don't have the trust in God to keep going the way that he's leading us. We want to pray about that too. Lord, help us. Yeah, that we follow you. No matter what we see, no matter what we hear, and no matter what we feel, God, we want to follow you. Because following him, the end is going to be good. Verse 19 says, and Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. But Joseph had made the children of Israel take an old saying, God will certainly keep you in mind. And you are to take my bones away with you. Then they went on their journey from Succoth and put up their tent to eat them at the edge of the wasteland. And the Lord went before them by day and a pillar of cloud, guiding them on their way, and by night and a pillar of fire to give them light so that they were able to go on day and night. The pillar of cloud went ever before them by day and the pillar of fire by night. Now, that's what's happening now on this part as he leads them on up through the wilderness. He done gave them light for night and, and a cloud to follow for day. God is leading. And that's what we want. Lord, send us a cloud to lead us. And send us a, a pillar at night, a fire to lead us. And don't, don't, don't let us fail you. Let us hold tight to the rain and obey you at any cost. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I like that right there. I like that right there. I, I was going to read 14, but I thought I'd go back over 13 to see, to remind us where they're going and what's going on. The cloud in the day and the pillar of fire at night. That's all right. That's all right right there. So, look, we go going in with Pastor Terry K. Anderson. I want to make sure I didn't miss a song this morning. Okay. All right, Let, let's do this one right here. This is a request, and when we come back, I promise it's going to be Pastor Terry K. Anderson, Wisdom of the Wilderness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> God is my king. God is my king.
God said, Amen. Again to Pastor McDonald, Pastor Edwards, and to the Reverend Clergy, all of you, my brothers and sisters in the Lord. There was an old deacon at our church who used to pray the same prayer every Sunday morning. Brother Richard Walker would get on his knees and say, Lord, here I am, knee bent and body bowed. Thank you for a reasonable portion of my health and strength. And we used to laugh at that when we were children. And I would put some old glasses on and act like a, the pastor. And my sisters would shout and my brother was the usher. And we would play with that prayer and play church. But now that I've gotten a few years older, my prayer is now, Lord, here I am. Knee bent and body bowed. Thank you for a reasonable portion of my health and strength. And then he would get through praying and saying, It's another day's journey. And I'm glad about it. Praise the Lord for another day's journey. And I'm glad about it. I'm grateful to the Lord for all of you, but particularly for these. Young people who are here tonight, these young ushers who are here, and young children who are here. <clears throat> I can't think of anything that a child will do in church that's going to get on my nerves. I can't think of anything that a child will do in church that's going to bother me. Because I would rather see them in church than in the streets doing all kinds of damnable things. Um, on the second Sunday, the youth sing at our church, and there's about two or three hundred of them. And it takes a while for them to get in the choir stand, and the old people are complaining and, and wishing they'd hurry up and get up there. And every second Sunday, I have to say, however long it takes for them to get in the choir stand, that's how long it's going to take for them to get in the choir stand. And if you've got somewhere to go, you can get up and leave. Leave these young people alone. Because when y'all going to be dead, they're going to be taking care of me. Uh, I can't think of anything a young person is going to do in church that's going to bother me. I'd rather them play music at church than to be in the club playing music. All the young people are not going to hell. And we old people ought to be patient with young people. Because the only old people who don't like young people is old people who didn't have fun when they were young people. All right, all right. God bless you. And then God bless you parents who had the wisdom to bring them to God's house. Train up a child, the Bible says, in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Open your Bibles again with me to the book of First Kings, chapter number 17. We looked last night at the place that God sent Elijah. And tonight I want to look at the promise that God made Elijah. We looked in verses 1 through 4 last night. I want to read to us verse 5 and verse number 6. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook Chereth, 
which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Thank you. You may be seated. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. The wisdom of the wilderness. The wisdom of the wilderness. There are some things in life that the Christian has to learn that can only be learned in solitude. In the cut off places where there's no noise and and no rush, no hurry, no movement, no flash. There's only there's only quiet and solitude. For God would speak to you in those times when you can't hear him any other time. Um, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to break my granddaughter out of the habit of having to have an iPad. Uh, we we can't go anywhere without her having to have an iPad. Uh, that's 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 because uh, her mama don't have time. Uh, they, they don't they don't talk to children anymore, and, and and we don't pass on to children our wisdom and our experience. Uh, we want to give them something to keep them occupied so we don't have to be bothered. Talk back to me if you can. Uh, they, they're always watching television. And uh, they're always in, in front of a, a device. They always have something to, to occupy their attention. But why don't you sit down with them? And pass on to them the wisdom of your years. Our elders didn't, didn't per se sit us down and, and teach us this and teach us that. We just caught more than we were taught. Because we sat around them. And we listened to them. And we took instruction. And we had wisdom beyond our years. Because somebody took the time to tell us right from wrong. I wish I had a witness here. Uh, I'm, I, 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 I'm, people always remark, uh, my, my brother is younger than myself, but uh, I'm, I'm, I act like the oldest in my family because I was always around my grandmother. I stayed around my grandmother. I, everywhere she went, I was two steps behind her. Uh, because I loved being with her. I loved talking to her. I loved listening to her. Uh, I would hang around her. She was a seamstress. She, she lived in New York for a number of years, and she sold for Bloomingdale's and, and then moved back to Eunice, where we were from, and uh, she opened up a seamstress shop there. And I would go in there every day before I went to school and thread her needles. And when I came back from school, I'd go back in there to see if she needed anything, and sit down with her and talk till 10 and 11 o'clock at night. 
I would hang around, make coffee with her and her old friends. That's how I learned how to drink coffee. I'd sit down in there and, and drink coffee with her and her old friends. And she said, get out of here. You're going to smell like an old woman. You, you hang around me too much. You need to get some friends your own age. Go outside and play. And her friends would come over to the house, and I'd get under the house where they were talking. Because the house sit on stilts and on the cinder blocks, and I would, I would get under the house. It was cool under there in the summertime. And I would get under the house and listen to her and Miss Cat, and they was talking about their friend Bert who lived down the street. Miss Bert had done something or other or said something about somebody, and Mama said to Miss Cat, Bert better be careful. Because if you lay on the ground and spit in the air, it's going to come back in your face. And, uh, sure enough, I laid on the ground and spit in the air, and it came back in my face. Uh, I would hang around her so much, and I was always listening to her conversation. Christmas time, she would always give all my brothers and sisters gifts, and then she'd say to me, Terry, come by the house. Mama got something for you. And my sister Gwen, who was always messy, still messy even to this day, uh, Gwen would say, Mama, how come you always give us a gift and then you call Terry over and give him some extra stuff? Mama say, I give him extra stuff because he come talk to me when he don't want nothing. If you want God to bless your life, just come talk to him when you don't want nothing. Father, I stretch. I wish I had a witness. Just a little talk with Jesus. You, you don't need anything. You're not, you're not in any trouble. You don't have any burdens. You just want to tell God, thank you for what you've already done. Thank you for the doors you've already opened. Thank you for tears you've already dried. Thank you for prayers you've already answered. I don't want anything. I just want to tell you how grateful I am for what you've already done. Uh, here is Elijah in this quiet place. Because he's announced to King Ahab that there will be neither dew nor rain until I give the word. God instructs him to go by the brook Chereth. And he lives there for three years. It's not a temporary situation. It's not an in and out kind of situation. Because there are some things God sends you through that you just have to go through. Wish I had somebody to help me. Uh, I, I don't care how much you whine. I don't care how much you cry. I don't care how much you pray. There are some situations that God sends you to that you just have to go through. You just have to stay in it. You just have to, you just have to deal with it. I wish I had a witness here. You just have to struggle through it. God's not going to get you out until he can see his reflection in you. He's got to purify you. He's got to get the dross and the trash off of you to make you, to, to, to develop you into what he wants you to be. Elijah is in this place, and uh, God makes him 
some promises. He says, you're going to drink water from the brook, and ravens will feed you morning and evening. The promise of God, the plan of God in this promise, brothers and sisters, is, if it's not anything at all, it's a sovereign plan. Because God, in his sovereignty, has decided how to take care of Elijah. God knows how to take care of you. You don't have to help God take care of you. You don't have to assist God in taking care of you. You don't have to run ahead of God to make your plan, and just in case your plan doesn't work out, then you fall back on God's plan. No, God knows how to provide for you. God knows how to take care of you, and he does it in his sovereignty. Let me see if I can make this make sense. I've worked on this all day, so you're going to have to shout because I worked on this all day long. Augustine of Hippo, who was an early church father who was a bishop in North Africa, uh, in Alexandria, North Africa, Augustine of Hippo, uh, developed what he called prevenient grace. Not, not convenient, but prevenient. Prevenient grace. Prevenient grace, according to Augustine, is grace before you get to it. Um, it's God knowing what you need before you know you need anything. Somebody ought to help me preach. Is, is God going ahead of you, moving stuff out the way so that you can pass with no problems? It's God preveniently preparing the way so that when you get there, everything's already been worked out. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to get your mind around, so think about it like this. God is already alive tomorrow. I still don't think I got that over here. God is already living tomorrow. God does not have to wake up to decide how to handle your situation. Because God is already alive in tomorrow. So by the time you get to tomorrow, God has already worked out tomorrow, and he's, then he's working on the day after tomorrow. Oh. Well, maybe I can say it like the psalmist said. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, who made the heavens and the earth. He will not suffer even my foot to be moved. Behold, he that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is the shade 
upon my right hand. The sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. For the Lord shall preserve me from all evil. He shall preserve my soul. He shall preserve my going out and my coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. God is alive in my tomorrow. Um, he, he don't, he, he's not in heaven scratching his head. Wondering how he's going to fix my situation. Before my mother met my father, he had already worked out my July 15th, 16th, and 17th. And by the time I get to the 18th, he's already worked that out. And then when I get to the 19th, he's worked that out. Somebody ought to help me talk here. Not only does he work it out day by day and hour by hour and week by week and month by month and year by year, but he does it before I was even born. Before Elijah was born, God knew that a brook had to be made. Before Elijah gave the word to Ahab, God already knew that he would shut up the fountains of heaven for three years and Elijah would need something to drink. So before there was a when or a where, a was or a will be, God made a brook. And before you got here, God already made a way for you. There's not a mouth that is born in this world that God hadn't provided for. God has made provision for every one of us. And listen, God is so, so full of mercy and grace and strength and power that he doesn't have to stop blessing me to bless you. Um, let, me, let, me, let me try to get this over to you. My wife works for Reliant Energy. She's a she's a, a consultant who works for the energy company Reliant Energy. Um, she's a she's a she's a, 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 a does this this stuff with the power lines that has to do with the generation of electricity. Uh, makes a lot of money. She, she makes a lot of money. Uh, that's, that's, that's one of the, the reasons. Uh, that, that, that she's Mrs. Anderson. Because uh, she, she makes a lot of money. Come on, brethren, say amen. Uh, she, she, she's doing well. And so I'm doing well. Because uh, I live in a two-income household. Because uh, I believe if two people coming in, you need two incomes. And if I wanted her to know it, I'd tell her myself. You stay out of my business, I'm going to stay out of yours. But, but she says, because I was trying to get this little word together, and I asked her about this, the generation of power and the generation of energy. She said there's a difference between 
a weather blackout and a, and a, and a, and a generator blackout, a rolling blackout. Uh, she said uh, a weather blackout is caused by a storm that, uh, that's unpredictable and you don't know where the lightning will strike so that the weather uh, is bad and the, and the power goes out. But she says worse than a storm blackout is a rolling blackout because there is a system malfunction in the generation of electricity. And when the system malfunctions because the generator is not able to put out enough electricity to the power lines that's connected to houses, this house electricity has to be cut off in order for this house to have electricity. It's a rolling blackout until the system stabilizes. And as long as the system is destabilized, there has to be a rolling blackout because your power has to go out in order for mine to stay on. I'm bringing all of that up to say, God, who is the generator of our strength, of our power, of our source, of everything that we need, he is constantly generating power, and his power source is so vast that he doesn't have to cut me off to cut you on. God can keep you saved and keep me saved. God can put food on your table and food on my table. God can bless me and bless you. God can heal me and heal you. God has all power. That's why no Christian ought to be envious of any other Christian. Because the same God who's blessing me, if you pray and pray right, that God will come to your rescue and he doesn't have to take anything from me to bless you. Uh, his word, his, his promise is sovereign. He's already alive in tomorrow. But not only is that promise uh, sovereign, it's satisfying. It's satisfying. Stay with me. He drinks water, cool water, from a babbling brook. And uh, there's no water in Israel. But there's water at the brook. And then a raven has been dispatched to bring him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. I told you last night, a raven is a scavenger. He, he's a bird of prey. He eats dead things. As a matter of fact, he eats anything he gets his hands on. But God sends not a dove not a pigeon, not a sparrow, not even an eagle. He sends a bird of prey, a scavenger, to get bread and meat in the morning, bread and meat in the evening. Now, 
Where did he get it from? I'm glad you asked. God, who is always looking out for us, has a sense of humor. I got a problem with you Christians who can't laugh and who can't who don't have any joy and who don't who don't ever see the 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 quirky funny side of things and and see the funny side of God. I bet you God was in heaven thinking. King Ahab got some meat. King Ahab got some bread. I'm gonna send a raven to King Ahab's house to bring Elijah bread and meat in the morning. Bread and God will make your enemies feed you. I wish I had somebody to help me preach. God will make folk who don't speak to you be a blessing to you. Because God knows how to make your enemy your footstool. And you know what a footstool is used for? It's used to help you climb to reach what you couldn't reach without it. There's some things God wants you to reach, but you can't get to it unless there's a footstool underneath you. He'll make your enemies feed you. He's always looking out for you. Some of y'all can help me testify right here. But I was raised in a, in a large family. Uh, my mom and daddy had, had ten children. And uh, my mother did not go to work until my, my youngest brother started school. And uh, God just provided for us. I, I did not know that we were poor until I took an economics class at Bishop College. I didn't know until I was 18 years old that we lived below the poverty line. Because I thought, I, I, I really thought we had money. Because we always had food. We always had a place to stay. We always had clothes. And, and then when I would ask my daddy for some money, uh, I, I found out later he didn't have any money. So he would tell me, I don't have anything small. And so I'd walk away thinking my daddy had big money. Because he didn't have anything small. He didn't have anything at all. He, he, he said, I don't have anything small. And so I didn't know until I got to college that we were living below the poverty line. But then I found out later that Mr. Albert down the street would go hunting and kill some rabbits. And he'd clean them and bring them down to my mama's house and, and say, man, I know you got a lot of children in here, so I killed some rabbits here. Here's one or two rabbits. When you cook it, call me and I'll come eat some with you. My cousin Alvin would go fishing and catch some perch about as big as your hand. And you could fry the whole thing and eat the fins and all. Somebody ought to help me preach here tonight. Armizella down the street would plant some mustard greens. And to, come bring them to my mom and say, I got a bunch of greens here for you. I've been young. Now I'm old. 
And I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed begging bread. And then my mama worked for some old white people who, the, one of the boys was about my size. They'd send some clothes down there that he couldn't wear anymore. But I could wear them. I could wear his shoes. I could wear his coat. God took care of us. God preveniently provided for us and made a way out of nowhere. If you trust and never doubt, he will surely bring you out. If you're always sharing, if you're always satisfied with such things as you have, stop crying about what you don't have. And, and learn how to praise God for what you have left. Did you hear that? Stop crying about what you don't have. Shout about what you have left. Because if you're always sharing, if you're always opening your doors, if you're always opening your heart, if you're always giving, God will see to it that what you need, he will supply. Many of you know, knew the late Dr. Freddie Dunn. Uh, Pastor Freddie Dunn, his wife, Miss Ruth Dunn, and two of her daughters, along with Miss Precious Clark and two of her daughters, came to live with me during Hurricane Katrina. Uh, they called and said that uh, they were on the way, and I said to them, just come right on, don't worry about anything, just get here. Six of them got in their car and came down uh, to Houston and lived with me until they were able to go back to New Orleans in about a month or two. And they stayed there with me. And uh, Mrs. Dunn was getting ready to leave. She couldn't go upstairs. I, I had some bedrooms upstairs, and she was not able to go upstairs. She, she lived downstairs in, a, in the recliner in my den. And uh, Mrs. Dunn was getting ready to leave, and she... She called me to where she was. Nobody was in the house but she and I. She said, Terry, I, I want to I say something to you. She stood up out of the recliner. It took her a while to get up. You know, when you get old and sit in a low place, it takes you, take you a while to rock two or three times before you can get up. I'm, I'm there now. I know something about that. If you're over 50, come on, say amen. Oh, you, you, you go in the room and forget what you went in there for. Uh, you're looking for your eyeglasses and you got them on. You're looking for your car keys and they're in your hand. Somebody ought to help me testify. Uh, but Mrs. Dunn said, Terry, come here. It's going to take me a minute to get up, but I need to tell you something. And she put both her hands on my shoulder and looked at me in my eyes. And she said, um, we came here with the clothes on our back. We, we didn't have anything. She said, you just told us to come. She said, you and your sister have bought us clothes and you have given us a place to stay. You have provided food for us for two months and haven't asked us anything about paying you. You don't, you, you don't, you don't care anything about that. You're just taking care of us like we are members of your family. She said, everything I own in this world is eight feet underwater. My mink coats, my, 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 my Gucci, my presses, everything that, that I have is eight feet underwater. 
And she said, you let us come in your house and take over six women in your house, taking over for two months. She said, I'm going to probably get to heaven before you. She said, I'm going to see my husband, and I'm going to see your mother and father. But more than that, I'm going to see Jesus, and I'm going to tell him how you treated me. I was hungry, and you fed me. I was outdoors, and you took me in. Somebody ought to help me preach it. When you just treat people right, God will satisfy your every need. If you do what is right in the sight of God, no good thing will he withhold from him that walketh upright. If you do what is right and always satisfied with what God blesses you with, he'll open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that you won't even have room enough to receive. Elijah was satisfied with bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. But I want you to look with me again in verse number 6. Verse number 6 says, The raven brought in bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brew. Um, verse 7 says, And it happened after a while, that the brook dried up. For three years, he's been eating raven sandwiches. And not Ozaka water, not Dasani water, water from a brook that God provided when he created the world. But now, the brook dried up. Oh, brothers and sisters, you listen to me. There are times in our lives when we trust God and look like things have gone wrong. We're following God. We're doing what God says to do. We are trusting in his word. But the brook dries up. I need somebody here tonight who's been to some dried up brooks in your life. You prayed and no answer came. You trusted and things did not work out the way you planned. You got on your knees and asked God for help and your child is still on drugs. You asked God to save your mother, but she died anyway. The brook dried up. You're praying and asking God to have mercy on that boy right now and he still won't go to church because the brook is dried up. I need somebody here tonight who's had some dried up brooks in your life but you can help me testify that even when the brook dries up you got to keep on trusting in the Lord. Even when your health starts to fail. Even when you can't see as far as you used to. Even when it looked like you're not going to be able to put one foot in front of the other. You just got to believe that God's going to work it out. Have I got a witness here? I don't know how he's going to fix it. I don't know when he's going to fix it. I don't know how long it's going to be before God works it out. But I'm going to keep on coming to church. 
I'm going to keep on singing in the choir. I'm going to keep on lifting my hands in the sanctuary. I'm going to keep on giving God praise. You might think I'm crazy. You might think something is wrong with me because all the stuff I'm going through and I'm still paying my tithes, all the problems that I'm having, but I'm still shouting on Sunday morning. All the trouble going on in my family, but I'm still giving God the glory. You looking at me on the outside, but you don't know what's happening on the inside. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. Go on and laugh at me. I'm going to keep on telling God thank you. Go on and talk about me. I'm going to keep on raising my hands in the sanctuary. Because I believe when praises go up, blessings will come down. Is there anybody here at a dried up brook tonight? I dare you to start giving God the praise. I dare you to start telling God thank you. Have you any rivers that seem uncrossable? Have you any mountains that you cannot tunnel through? God specializes. I said God specializes. Is there anybody here? No, God specializes. If the Lord opened doors for you, Help me praise his name. If the Lord made a way for you, help me tell God thank you. If the Lord watered you at your dried up brook, help me say hallelujah. Why don't you grab somebody? Why don't you hug somebody? Tell them whatever you're going through, whatever. Your problem is whatever you're up against, God will take care of you. God will. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he he make a way out of no way? Won't he pick you up, turn you around? Place your feet on solid ground. If you tried him and you're not ashamed to testify, tell him thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know he's all right. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Pastor Terry K. Anderson. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it today. God is faithful. He is faithful to his people. And he was a word that we need, yeah, that would help us to endure and continue on in him. Good morning, Brother D. God bless you this morning. Good to see that 706 down there. Yeah, happy to see it this morning. 
Good morning to you, Brother Anthony. And uh, call me after the show, Brother Anthony. Good morning to you, uh, Pastor David, my buddy. Uh, good morning to you, my God, baby, Laura, Sister Simon this morning, Samoa. And uh, good morning to you, Sister Rita and uh, Minister uh, Shonda. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, Sister Jerry. Good morning to you, 434-872. God bless you this morning. Sister Irene, good morning. God bless you. Sister Dr. Goodman, good morning and God bless you. And Sister Sion, good morning and God bless you. And uh, we thank God. We thank God for another week ending. Thank God for his word today. For his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Forever, O oh God, that word is settled in heaven. Now, if it's settled in heaven, it's true on the earth. We just got to believe the word of God. Stretch out in the word of God and watch God move for us. So I'm grateful to him this morning. I appreciate him. I love him. I can't thank him enough. He's on our side in spite of us. Hallelujah. And so we're just thankful. We're going to one more request of the morning. And uh, when we come back, the studio is open. If anyone has something they would like to say on this Friday, a testimony uh, concerning the message or Egypt or the Hebrews, Pharaoh, feel free to press that number one and come in this morning. Hallelujah. 50 over 50 years, the sensational Nightingale from been proclaiming our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All that time I wasn't living the life I was singing about. I was playing church, saying, Lord, Lord, from my lips, but my heart was far from God. We can fool man sometimes, but we can't fool God no time. It is indeed time out for playing church. Mother told me, said, son, if you play with God like that, it's too dangerous. Then mother says something to me, I never will forget it as long as I live. Mother will look at me straight in the eye. She said, son, listen, don't you know you can sing a lie just as well as you can tell one? Time out for playing church. I laid my hands on mother's forehead in the casket. Spoke to her spirit. I said, mother, I'm going to be at that meeting one of these days and see you and greet you. There's going to be a great meeting, and I want to be at the meeting. Hallelujah.
and identify with this verse that says, When I get to Jordan, walk Jordan just like a man. I'll unbuckle my sword from right off my side. I'll stick it in the gold sand. Radio not just for your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the morning radio. And you're with Barbara. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God for good gospel music. He said he spoke to his mother's spirit while she was in the casket and told her he would see her one day because he felt in his heart, I got to get right with God so that I could see mama again and so that I can see Jesus. And I tell you, that's what I did at my nephew's funeral. I walked to the casket <clears throat> and I told him, I said, Chris, I'm here. I said, and I'm going to tell you this. If you inhale, God can come and get you out, but you got to ask him. Yeah. Even in hell, he can hear you cry. Yeah. Because see, when you don't know where people are going because of their lifestyle, you, you don't know. I mean, you hear what the preachers say and all of this, but if you weren't walking with this, 
walking with them daily to see what their daily activities was, you don't know where they went. Yeah. And it appeared what happened was a bad thing and evil. And if you was a part of that, I don't know where you went. But I can tell you God will come and get you out of hell. Because now you know. If he gets you out of hell, you know. There's a heaven and there's a hell. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. Yeah, the day he gets you out of hell. Or coming up out of that, choose God over anything else. And no matter what he does for you, don't forget. Yeah, don't forget. Louis says, a party going on in heaven. Hallelujah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And so we thank God this morning again. And the studio is still open. If anyone has something they would like to say this morning, a testimony or whatever, you just want to share a few things, feel free to press that number one. And, you know, I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes people don't believe what you say. They don't like your style of, of, of preaching or teaching. Uh, they believe what you're saying is a harsh word and nobody lived like that. I can't live it where Jesus lived it. And we got to be like him. But now what I've learned and, and, and I've seen come to pass, they don't believe all of that. And you don't, you don't, uh, you know, you don't believe what's being said. You, you, you got comments, negatives, and you just can't it. Oh, that ain't what the words say. Oh, this and that and that and this. Listen, let me tell you something. Something. Well, see, Brother Louis, he hasn't been judged yet. Now, once you judge, you can't come out of hell. Judgment haven't come yet, so you still have an opportunity to come up out of hell. That's what the scriptures say, too. I'm going to find it. But listen, you don't you don't appreciate the realness of God. You want what's watered down. You you believe, and you want what makes you feel good. Not not the truth, not the word of God. Because see, that word of God, it's not gonna make you feel good. Your flesh ain't gonna feel good to that. It won't make your flesh uh, 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 move. But see, the flesh wanna be pleased. It want to be entertained, and it's against God. I told the carnal and spiritual is at war. So when we take the flesh and what it wants, the natural things, then we we against God. But when we take that which is spiritual, we can make that which is natural come under subjection to the spirit of God. And and you may not want it, but what I've noticed, a lot of people they they, they don't agree. Uh-uh. No, I'm not talking about what she's talking about. I like her and everything like that, but a lot of that stuff she be teaching, uh-uh, I can't see that. But I tell you what, let them get in trouble. Here they come. And then they know I done heard what they said, so they make an excuse and they say this. I'm just asking everybody for prayer. No, you ain't asked nobody else yet for prayer but me. Because you believe in your heart, uh-huh, that not only God hears me, but he answers. Yeah, and it's okay. It's okay. I'm not, uh, nothing bad about them, but don't call me. No, 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 never that. Never, ever. I don't care what go on. If you need me, call me. If you can't call me, text me. If you can't text me, get me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, somewhere. Yeah. So that I can pray. The scripture said the prayers of the righteous avail as much 
And God counted Abraham's faith as righteousness. Not what he was doing. Because we saw what he done. <laughs> we saw what Abe done. Abe went on in there when Sarah said, well, you, you want to go on in there to her, God? Go on in there to her and, and get your son. I ain't going to never be able to give you one. I'm almost 100 years old. And he went right along with the foolishness. Sarah told him, when God told him, he was going to give him a son. He couldn't wait on God. He's going to go with what Sarah said. So we saw he was disobedient. But nonetheless, Abraham got faith. I was willing to sacrifice Isaac, and God saw that, and he counted Abraham's faith as righteousness. His faith in God, his faith in God's word, he counted it as righteousness. Again this morning, Abraham come out saying, is there anything too hard for God? Again this morning, God called Abraham friend. How many more people he called friends? He said, Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He didn't call David friend. He said David was a man after his own heart, but he didn't call David friend. I want to be the friend of God. I want to be the woman of God that's after God's own heart. Yeah, I want to obey him daily. Do what's pleasing and acceptable unto him. He give me time to laugh. He give me time to have entertainment. He give me time for everything I need, but I can't leave him out of nothing. I can't watch a movie and leave him out. I'm watching and seeing what's going on. Is this pleasing unto God or is this not pleasing unto him? Yeah. So I'm thankful unto him. And just because it happens for you, don't think it can't happen for someone else because it truly can Today, I'm asking you to speak those things in your life that you want that are not as though they were. They're not there, yet you're speaking it until it comes, whatever it may be today. Yeah. I told you I'm speaking me another truck, and I mean it. <laughs> yeah. I see some I really, really like, and I like Toyotas. Yes, I do. They keep licking and keep on ticking. Yeah, they last you a long time. And so I like, if I'm going to get quality, it's for the sake of the length of time that I want to keep it. Yeah. It's so it can last. Cheap is always expensive. You don't believe me? Buy a cheap pair of shoes and wear them every day and see how soon you need to go back and get you another pair. Sometimes you don't have to wear them every day. You can wear them every now and then, but the cheap shoe is not like a quality shoe, quality clothes. Yeah, a quality built house. So we thank God that he blessed us that we can have quality. Oh, yeah. All right, Brother Anthony, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you, sir. How are you? Bless, highly favor. Good morning to you, Mr. Barber. Good morning to everybody listening this morning. First of all, I want to give God thanks for life, effort, strength, keeping my right mind, allowing me to see a day. Another day I've never seen before. I think of uh, activity in my limbs and Thank you for another breath of life. He breathes in my lungs. I let him see another day. And I just thank God for what he's doing in me, where he brought me from, where he's taking me at. And just just another a blessing just to be here. And I just, you know, wanted to say good morning and, you know, just give God thanks, you know, 
for what he's doing and what he's going to do for me. And just encourage anybody out there listening, just continue to hold on and trust God in your situation. And no matter what it look like, know that he can do it if it's, if it's his will for your life. So we just give God the glory and the praise. And just thank God for you, Ms. Barbara, being obedient and doing what God called you to do and, you know, just your love you have for people. Show the love God that you have in you because God said we got to be able to love one another, you know, to be a believer. You know, the believer love, they love their brother and their sister. So, you know, if we don't got love, then, you know, how can we be, you know, a guy? Hold on right fast, for Bob. I got the guy coming. If I drop this load, bring up my paperwork. Um, okay. Okay. Christians, we are living in, yeah, that's that, that nightingale, sensational nightingale. They sang that one, too. I want to be at the meeting, and they sang, uh, hold on a little I'm while Irene. longer. Yeah. You are a woman of God. Everything. It's great. Beautiful to be a woman after God's heart. Okay. Well, what are we going to turn off today? You back, Brother Anthony? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, we did. Okay. I just thank God, like I said, for what you know, you being obedient and what you do, you know, in the ministry, you know, in Jesus in the morning, and you know, just in the people's lives and encouragement and being able to, you know, talk to people, you know, because that's a blessing too, you know, just you know, being able to connect with people, you know, on whatever level they on, you know, whether it be, you know, them being in the world, you know, because a lot of time, you know, that's what we have to reach, you know, that's what we got to touch the ones that really, that don't know God, you know, and, you know, that's, I, I believe God get the glory and the praise and honor out of every life that, and every soul that's one, but those ones that's out there, they don't know them, you know, I, I just think God, you know, that really touches his heart, you know, when we, you know, evangelize or, you know, we encourage the non-believer, you know, and win them over to him, to his kingdom, so. You know, I, I just thank God, and I just want to do what God called me to do in his will and ask him to just continue to lead and guide me and direct my path so the way he has me to go at and that I can be able to reach others, you know, through my testimony and through, you know, my walk, you know, that I can encourage the, the next person, you know. So I just yeah. thank God for that. And so say good morning to everybody, Brother Lewis, Sister J, Sister Rita, Sister Theon, uh, uh, Sister Samoa. Good morning to you. I haven't heard that long name in a while. Uh, Sister Rita, Miss, uh, Sister Jerry. Good morning to you. And oh, uh, Sister Shante and oh, uh, oh y'all. This morning I'm trying to. Uh, I'm gonna get me started, Miss Robert, trying to figure out those names, but God bless you, everybody. And I just, I just thank God again. I just thank God, and God bless y'all, Miley. And if I ain't call your name, just know I'm thinking about you, and I'll get back and get my mind back on track. You know, and be able to speak, speak those names again in Jesus' name. But God bless y'all and love y'all from the bottom of my heart. And God bless. You. Amen. Amen. I was trying not to laugh. I was trying not to laugh, but after this, because I saw you struggling and really tried. 
But uh, God bless you this morning, and I know the ones that named and you didn't call. I, I'm sure they know. And, and Sister Sion say, uh, good morning, Brother Anthony. I know they know you meant well. You know what I'm saying? And so it's all right today. It's all right. And uh, I ain't called and list in a while because I just decided to call what was in, in the studio. Those that, you know, I could see the phone numbers. So I thank God this morning for each and every one of you. That faithful few is what I call you, faithful. Because God has blessed us <clears throat> to come together each weekday morning right here. And we come as a group and give God the first fruit of our duty right here. You may wake up and pray and give him the first fruit of your day when you wake up. But then when we get here, we give him the first fruit together over here. And I want us all to be blessed. That's my prayer. Is that God bless those who come to Jesus in the morning. Bless them. The numbers I see and the numbers I don't see. Because, you know, a lot of times people come to be nosy. They just they ain't coming to get nothing. They, come in to, they ain't coming to get nothing or give nothing. They coming to see what's going on. She didn't fall yet. <laughs> when I first got started, a brother told me this. He said, if you're real, you're going to last. If you're not real, you won't be here long. That was almost 13 years ago, okay? It's God. It belongs to him. And he loves each and every one of you because you are his. I don't care what church you go to, what ministry you go to, where you go to listen at, you know, blog talk or other places. You don't let nobody fool you. You belong to God. You don't belong to the pastor. You don't belong to the church members. Neither one of them made you. God made us for his pleasure. And we yet belong to him. I'm so excited about that right now. I could strut down the street thinking, I belong to Almighty God, Jehovah, that have all power. All power is on my side today. All I got to do is do what's right, do what's pleasing, yeah, and acceptable unto him. He won't withhold no good thing from me. You know, I love him, and he truly called me and chose me. Yeah. And so I'm grateful this morning. Yeah, he's on my side today. Woo! That, that back in the day, I used to hear him say all the time, I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of the king. I'm a king's kid. Yeah, I used to hear him say all of that. I just look. Yeah, because guess what? I'm a daughter of God. Yeah, almighty God, Jehovah. Because you can be any king's kid. Oh, he's my savior this morning. Hallelujah. No one else. They would like to say we have plenty of time. Feel free to press that number one and come in. Yeah, and it's all right today. I was in here uh, getting my air conditioning bent changed out. My brother, I told him every three months, but the air conditioning man said every three months. Once a month, you got to change that filter. And I went out and I took the thing off, but I thought I had to take a big piece off. And I ain't have no tool for that. My brother, he said, well, I can't get there this evening, but I'll be there in the morning uh, between 8.30 and 9. You'll be on the app. Yeah, I certainly will, but just come on and change it out. So he came and changed it out, and uh, I had a piggy bank. And so I emptied my piggy bank to him. He thought that was funny. He thought, what you doing? 
take this with you. Just go on with it. I said, to get you a couple of gallons of gas. He looked at me and said, oh, yeah, we'll want it. I said, yeah, I'll get you a couple of gallons. Don't want to take it. And get it more than that. So, uh, I gave him the silver and the pension. I ride on out uh, with the chains. Yeah. Because when I go to the prison, I have chains left over. Because you have to use cash. They don't take a card over there. So you have to take cash inside. So after you done fed everybody and everything, they give you the change. And, you know, I drop it in my purse. And then when I get home, I put it in a jar or something. And I let it kind of build up a little bit. Because you can never tell who could use it. The, the, the gate service station, they need change. I was able to come home and take them a bunch of change back. And that helped them for the day. I think that was on a Sunday. And, you know, they didn't have a way to get to the bank and all of that. Yeah. And so I'm happy. I'm happy. And I thank God this morning. Good morning, Apostle Boatwright. God bless you this morning. Good to see you. Always good to see you. But, D, good to see you down there. You know, I like seeing that 706. That makes my day. Yeah. So, Sabrina, I'll be happy to see that 727. Yeah, that makes my day right there. I'm thankful. My God, baby, Laura. Yeah, she went me all the way. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Which reminds me. Excuse me. She <laughs> Wait, which day by afternoon? No, I just said God bless you. So you okay. see Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, let me find Laura. Uh, she asked me about helping a family uh, support the Jacobs family. And it's over on, uh, they, they're doing a GoFundMe uh, fundraiser for them. And so uh, I'm going to try and put this on Facebook. And so if I can get it on Facebook, I'm sure I can. Let me see. What what I need you to do is go over there and take a look. If you say, then make a donation. Yeah, if you feel led. Because I don't want to tell nobody this. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, she asked me, and I'm asking you, if you can. If, it, if it's only $5, every dollar counts. Yeah. So I'm going to put this to my Facebook page right now so those who want to. See it. I think it's gonna come through. Those, yeah, there it is. So you can see it. It's the Jacob family uh, GoFundMe, and so it should have all of the information up top there where you can see it and everything. I wanted it to come through on my feed. There it is. Yeah, it's got all the GoFundMe information and all of that, and who's sponsoring it and all of that, and they raised. Quite a bit, but I think they need about six more thousand dollars, and they should be good because I think they need a place to live. They're trying to get somewhere to live, so I wanted to put that out there this morning because I know if it was me, and I really need this, I, I really would want the help. You know, y'all help me to get a roof over my head, if you will. Uh huh. And it's already all right today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Irene and Sister Dorothy Goodman, thank you ladies so much. Y'all have no clue how much I appreciate you because I can't get to every little thing. I have a lot to get to. But uh, what you're praying, Sister Irene in that prayer club and Sister Dot, you're posting a scripture and greetings in the morning and then uh, I get your amens. 
and all of that from the chat in 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 the prayer club and Jesus in the morning and the prayer request club. I get your amens in there as well. And when I can in the mornings, I go ahead and pray. Yeah. But I know Sister Irene is going to post a prayer over in the prayer club. And before that, Sister Dot is going to post a scripture over there with words of encouragement and good Friday, whatever day it is, real beautiful pictures. And so I'm just thankful unto the Lord for the both of you. I really appreciate you. Hallelujah. Yeah. And so, um, and Sister Irene, she make these little things. Uh, she can put scriptures or words or whatever you want on them. And uh, I'm going to have her to make me a couple of them and post them to Facebook so you can see what she makes. I don't know if they for sale or how she's doing. I certainly will find out, but I wanted to get her to do two for me. And y'all know my favorite scripture, Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. A lot of people post it a five through six, but I don't leave seven out. Yeah, fear the Lord and depart from evil. Yeah, because sometimes it's what we're doing that's hindering our prayer. It's what we're doing, and it hinders our prayer. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So if no one else have anything to say, I'm going to the last request of the morning, and uh, when we come back, we will come back and pray out. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. See, I never remove this song because I know it's going to be requested.
But today, let us be a witnesses that will draw others to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you the honor and praise. And as we depart, bless our going out today, Father. Bless our coming in and meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory. <clears throat> your son, Christ Jesus. And Father, we ask today that you would remember our heart's desire. The Lord, we want to share with someone else. We want to love someone else, God. And Lord, money is what we need. Money answers all things. So do it for us, God. Pour down your financial blessing upon us. Remind us to pay our tithes and offerings and to plant seed out of what you shower down on us from heaven. Financially, in the name of Jesus. We give you glory again, honor, and praise. And Father, we ask it all this day. May the 19, 2023, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God is a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today again. May the 19th, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye. We're going our last song of the morning. And after this song today, I won't be coming back. Oh, but we pray to be back on Monday. God bless you. God bless you. In order to be able to reach him. So we're going to give you this one. This one is called, I Put God On. Okay. Anything that you may be going through, any situation that you may be facing, anything that you may be struggling with, step outside of yourself Come on now. and put God on. Come on. Amen. 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 Look at Ricky. Look at Ricky.
crazy. All I know to do is put. I put God on it. My bills behind and they get ready to burst up more. I put God on it. <laughs> I put God on it when I did.